You're listening to The Doctor's Companion, brought to you by InStockTrades.com and DCBService.com. to another episode of The Doctor's Companion. I'm Scott Corelli. And I'm Matt Smith, but not that Matt Smith. And uh, we're from MindRobber.net, the home site of MindRobber Productions, where we talk about all the things on podcasts. Uh, This one you're listening to right now is called The Doctor's Companion, and we talk about Doctor Who. But we've got other shows, uh, like The Mind Robbers Versus, uh, where we pick a show we love, and we talk about it episode by episode. Currently, the show is titled The Mind Robbers Versus Batman the Animated Series, uh, for reasons you're probably smart enough to figure out. Also, uh, there's our flagship podcast, The Mind Robbers, which is where we talk about everything else that we are uh, consuming that isn't food. Um all the entertainment things, TV, movies, books, comics, whatever. Marriage proposals, all that. All that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if that happens, that's what we're going to talk about it. Um, so so check out that show. Uh, and if you like our shows, please review them on iTunes. Uh, but if you don't, keep your opinions to yourself because you're just being a jerk for no reason. For no reason. If you have any problems, if you are concerned, because look. The fact is, we're about to get into New Who again. We know that we're going to get bad reviews during this time period, because we always do. Because we are critical of the show that we love more than anything else on the planet. Um, and uh, we get critical sometimes, because uh, we love it and we want it to be the best it possibly can be. And when it's not, we have issues. Uh, we never don't like the show. Uh, we just sometimes think it can be better and that's okay. We're allowed to have our opinion and our opinion is what makes this show. If you don't like our opinion, that doesn't mean the show's bad. That just means you don't like our opinion, which is not a reason to give us a bad review. Instead, please send us an email podcast, mindrobber.net. <laughs> share your feelings, share, we'll work them out. We will work them out. We will explain our side you can explain your side everybody will feel better don't leave a passive aggressive review it's dumb (laughs) you're you're being dumb uh but if you want to start a discussion with us you can also do that by leaving comments on the website uh on the post for the episodes again new who coming up leave comments because um (laughs) You're probably not going to agree with everything that we have to say, and that's okay. We're fine with that. We're glad that there's an audience for this version of Doctor Who. We're really happy. <sighs> Honestly. Are you not happy? I'm so happy that Doctor Who is bigger than it's ever no, been. No, I'm, ha- I'm happy about that. It's so phenomenal. I am not looking forward to the day that Matt Smith regenerates and everyone immediately rejects the show because they don't understand what's happening. Uh, I'm not looking forward to that day. <laughs> Not looking forward to the internet Tumblr backlash that's going to happen. Um, 
But uh, I still I love that there's so many people out there that love the show now. Um, it is unfortunate that uh, for the most part uh, we are less fans than we normally are of this particular era of the show. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's coming, guys. And we apologize in advance for our probably highly critical opinions. Please don't leave negative reviews. It's dumb. Stop doing it. Um, today, though, our, our last classic Who story uh, before jumping into eight straight weeks of new Who uh, is The Seeds of Death, a second Doctor story. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming that there's some sort of background significance for this because there usually is. So, Matt, take yes, it away. Seeds of Death. Um, Seeds of Death comes from the sixth season of the show, um, uh, the original run. Oh, by the way, I'm sorry that my voice is out. Uh, I work a job where I shout sometimes and uh, then get fired. Um, I wasn't fired for shouting. That was a joke. Um, so, <laughs> so uh, Seeds of Death, sixth season, Patrick Troughton, Jamie, and Zoe. Uh, it's it's significant, I think, most importantly, because it's the return of the Ice Warriors, which is really serendipitous. Ser- what was that? Serendipitous. <laughs> I don't know. You got you lose your voice and guys, I just developed That's the weird. lift right there. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um. So the Thief of Death is um a. <laughs> Uh, so it's the return of the Ice Warriors. The Ice Warriors previously appeared in their uh, own eponymous story, the Ice Warriors, back in the previous season as a base under siege monster, um, which I remember us not really liking very much. And I, I, I don't think it's a terrible story. I think it's just a stale story. Um, and this is a different take on them. Uh, the the production team of uh, producer Peter Bryant and uh, I think the, the script editor at the time was uh oh i don't even remember but uh it it eventually became or or derek derek sherwin wanted a wanted a seeds of death uh, story about the ice warriors and uh they they commissioned one from brian hales who created them and hales turned it in and they were really dissatisfied and and terrence dix who had taken over for um sherwin as script editor uh was just really upset with it he was just like this is really not very good and dix himself wasn't a very big fan of the base under siege of the previous season so uh (laughs) he basically kind of rewrote episodes for uh i think it's three through six um and uh, uh, turned it into what many people consider to be the best Ice Warrior story. I don't think it's the best Ice Warrior story. I think that's um, Curse of Paladin, um, which I, I really like as an Ice Warrior story because it's such a different take on an Ice Warrior story because um, it's not about the Ice Warriors. Uh, also significant, and this is really important, um, uh, this aired, actually this started airing at the beginning of, ja- at the end of January in 1969 and it aired until, and ran until the, first of march in 1969 and the reason that that's significant is that because uh it's it's thematically relevant this episode or these episodes air six months before apollo 11 um which uh uh, is you know this story is all about the moon and space travel not quite as much as the space pirates is but you know it's about the moon and what we do when we get to the moon and uh I mean, that's just interesting from a thematic standpoint that I want to talk about when we get into it, uh, but that's worth pointing out. And then lastly, of course, it is uh, directed by Michael Ferguson, who we talked about very recently uh, as the director of Ambassadors of Death. You'll also know him as the director of Claws of Axos and uh, The War Machines. I forget what the other one he directed was, but he directed one other story, um, I think. But uh, that's basically the background of this big return for the Ice Warriors and completely accidental that we're talking about this right now. And I don't want to spoil why, um, but if you think about New Who coming back, then you could probably figure it out. 
Uh, all right. So before we start talking about the episode itself, uh, I want to uh, remind you that uh, today's episode is brought to you by InStockTrades.com, where you can purchase any paperback, hardcover, omnibus, or absolute edition at 35 to 45% off. Uh, that's, uh, that's a lot of money off. Plus, uh, if you are, if you're, if you, if you know when something that you want is about to come out, um, check that week that it comes out because the new release specials are 50% off. Uh, they choose about like five or six of them, um, five or six new titles and they'll be 50% off for that week. Uh, so, uh, go buy some, some graphic novel collections and remember all orders over $50 get free shipping. So, uh, you don't even have to go there that often. Just like, just when you have enough things that you're wanting to buy that your cart adds up to 50 bucks, then go and get the free shipping. Uh, so thanks to InStockTrades.com for, uh, sponsoring the show and, uh, having awesome deals on comics. Yeah, Totally. Yay. 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 Um, okay, so uh, the seeds of death. Um I've I th- I think, if I'm not mistaken, have I now seen every Ice no. Warrior story? You're missing the monster pellet, oh. which is rubbish. <laughs> okay. Uh okay. Um alright, so uh I'm at this point. I'm pretty familiar with them, though. At this, point. yes. Um, it's weird that my first introduction to them was uh, Curse yeah. of Peladon. Yeah, that though. is weird. that is strange. Um, but uh, this, you know, it's weird. And call me crazy, but I really liked episode one and two, and then it kind of fell off the wagon <laughs> for me because then it turned into. Uh, well, we've got this one room and we've got this other room that kind of looks like that room. And then we've got a couple hallways and we've got a, like a, a glorified closet (laughs) set. Uh, what can we do with these things? Uh, let's have them run around a lot. (laughs) Oh, okay. Uh, and that's what the rest, the other four episodes of this are. Uh, there's even a Scooby-Doo sequence, which was strange. Um, where Trouton is running away from the Ice Warriors and walking, running down corridors and in and outdoors while Ice Warriors are chasing him around in a similar fashion. Uh, yeah. it was weird. Uh, it was, it was very. I kept waiting for him to jump into the arms of a do- of a dog. Um, uh, but I, uh, I, I, I didn't dislike this episode. Like I, for the most part, I was generally pretty entertained. Um, I just don't think this had any business no, being no, six episodes at, at, at all, um, which is not its fault. Uh, that's, uh, mandated. Um, so it's hard. It's even really hard to like find fault in the fact that it's six episodes because like it has no business being six episodes and generally, uh, classic who stories had no business being six episodes. There were exceptions, obviously. Um, but, but few and far between and but that's not their fault like uh, who knows like maybe these were the best stories that they could choose for those six episode stories i don't know um because i don't know the story with like budget restraints and all that uh but i know that a six episode the six episode structure was forced on them how many times per season 
Yeah, several okay. times per season, uh, just to save on money. Um, I thought there was a there's there's not. It's just basically not. math. Uh, like the the BBC would say, you have to do this number of episodes, and then they would break it down into okay, that can be done in this number of stories. Um, just and so it it just came mm-hmm. down to basic math. Um, and it, I mean stuff like there's other stuff like the War Games is ten episodes. Originally, the War Games was supposed to be a, like six episodes, and then there was supposed to be a four episode finale. Um, and then they just they realized that they were running out of time. Mm-hmm. The problem is that at this point in time in Doctor Who, you know, it's getting so technically complex to produce the show, and the episode count has not gone down any. They're still producing it as if they, you know, are producing a weekly uh, mini adventure show. And, you know, that format is starting to starting to produce a wear and tear on the on what they can accomplish. So they have to do these six episode things just to get ahead. Um, they're 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 still producing like mm-hmm. se- this season. Season six had the Dominators, Mind Robber. Invasion, sorry to be counting, Invasion, uh, Croton, Seeds of Death, Space Pirates, and War Games. That's seven stories. That's more than mm-hmm. any other season after this until Tom Baker's last season. And even then, one of those stories is ten episodes long. So mm-hmm. it's just wear and tear. Um, well, we're at, we're, at, uh, we're at the very tail end of, of Patrick Troughton's run as the Doctor. Yes. So we've gone through two – we've practically gone all the way through two Doctors at this – by the time we get to this story. And this story is number 48. Mm-hmm. That's telling. Yeah. That's, that's – and guys, that's not episodes. That's story number. Mm-hmm. Uh, stories that run between uh, what, two and – seven or eight episodes long mm-hmm. yeah i mean that's uh that's absurd yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's an absurd number of stories and not that long amount of time at yeah all. this is this is pushing i think they're pushing about 250 episodes produced in six years um which is insane um yeah uh, i mean it'd be it's i think it's insane for anything to be producing something that has that many episodes but a show that's so narrative as doctor who narratives take time um and it's just like you can tell, like they're like at this point, you have Derek Sherwin. Derek Sherwin is is has become the producer. He actually steps down as producer for the next story to script edit the next story, so that Terrence Dix can have time to do war games. So everyone's just jumbled around, just just mm-hmm. to get things going. Like it's it's, and you can just tell that they like Pertwee at this point can't come fast enough. Uh, and and I think the seeds of death kind of suffers for that. Um, also for other reasons that I guess we should go into, but um. Yeah, uh, I mean it's understandable, yeah. you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just it's unfortunate that like, I mean, no, this this story has no business being six episodes, but they didn't really have a choice, right. so there's lots of padding, and that's unfortunate. Um, so this story, uh, uh the Doctor Jamie and Zoe uh, land in a space museum on Earth, uh, in a, a little ways in the future, and. Uh, it's the 21st century, which is technically now. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. They don't give an exact date. Um, but, uh, they land in the space museum and it's run by this guy who's really into space and space travel. And he's like really romantic about it and loves it. And, uh, the doctor's just like, well, what's, uh, what's the deal? Like, why, why isn't there any space travel anymore? He's like, well, we've got to this thing called, the T-Mat, which is like – it's basically a, a uh, teleportation device 
um, much like a Star Trek transporter. Um, and uh, so so then we meet like the people that work for TMAT, the company who invented this thing, and they have a, a base on the moon and they travel between the moon and Earth using the TMAT device. Uh, and then their crew on the moon base uh, stop communicating uh and we find out that they've been overrun by ice warriors who want to use the team at device to send ice warrior eggs uh to the pl- to to earth and basically invade that way um and uh and and the uh the, the doctor and and the tardis crew like get sent up in a rocket to the moon base uh, because the the TMAT has been turned off from the moon base side of things, and they have no communication with the moon base crew, so they send them in the rocket to go save them, or at least figure out what's going on and maybe fix the TMAT device, and then uh, shenanigans ensue, and uh, obviously the day is saved. So that's kind of that's that's what happens. <laughs> um, but so it's not I don't think it's a bad plot. Like I really like the idea and the story of it. Um it's just you know despite the fact that like the Ice Warriors plan is a little silly. Um because it's like, oh, we will use the TMAT device and send the eggs to the to Earth and that'll be great and that's how we'll invade. They're like, yeah, but I mean once they're on Earth, like how do you plan on getting them out of the TMAT device? <laughs> Like, you have to have somebody there to, like, take them out and spread them around. Like, you just can't, you know, blindly do... I yeah, don't know. Yeah. Weird. Um, <clears throat> but uh, I I don't know. I, uh, I, don't, I don't mind this. I do think it's padded, and that's unfortunate. But I, I, I generally like it. Um, if I ignore the padding things, like... The really long scene where we're watching that guy in the, in the solar room create a trap... Uh, and a communication device. Uh, we watch every step in that process. It's kind of it's absurd. like it's like watching Breaking Bad and learning how to make meth, except not as interesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's uh, it was pretty ridiculous. Like I was like, really, we're we're back in here now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was like the entirety of like what was that episode I think three, it's about four? three, four? Yeah. Yeah. I was like almost like half of that episode was us just watching him build this contraption and then use it. Uh, I, I guess that's suspenseful. Like, what could this machine be? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but uh, I, you know, I other than the padding, like if I ignore the padding, like I don't, I, I kind of like this mm. story. See, I, I find this story horribly boring, and it's one of those things where. When I watch it, I'm always like, I'm always like, is it really that bad? And and I agree, it's not that it's bad, and it's not that it doesn't do things that are interesting. It's just that, for me, the plot doesn't start until episode four when the Ice Warriors start invading, and the problem is that it's just a case of too little, too late, um, which is like the time monster. But also, by the time that the plot starts going, uh, Patrick Troughton requested that he be um, he have a week off, and Troughton never asked for weeks off, so. Uh, they accommodated him. So right as the plot gets going, the doctor disappears for an episode, leaving you with, um, with uh, uh, you know, two episodes of just not breakneck speed plot, but just all the rest of the plot of the actual invasion of the Ice Warriors. And I just, I just find that 
really disappointing because I think that there's a lot of good stuff in the last two. It's just that I really I'm just I'm turned off by episode four because when I watch when I want a Trout episode, I want Troutin, um, which is yeah. really needy of me. But I also I I find that I like the first two episodes in theory. I'd even go with the first three. But I just find them terribly boring. It takes forever for the story to get moving. Um, mm. And, I mean, that's never more apparent than when you when you write something, You looking at it, um, you always go, okay, and then these two characters get in a car and they drive to Vegas. And then they arrive in Vegas. Well, what happens in the car? And the truth of the matter is nothing happens in the car because a car ride is undramatic. Episode two is basically a rocket ship uh, trip. And mm-hmm. it's just dull. I know that it it's one of those things that really hasn't aged well. Um, but I just I'm not interested in watching Jamie, Zoe, and the Doctor just kind of sit in a rocket ship and talk about the weird things that should be happening outside of the rocket ship that we can't afford because we're not actually putting them in space. Um, and that's like I mean that's just really boring. So. Uh, and that's episode two. It like episode one is, are we going to put him in a rocket? We don't really know. Maybe we should. I don't know. Maybe we should like, maybe we shouldn't. It's really dangerous. This rocket's old, blah, blah, blah. All of those things. Like all, that's all episode one in the beginning of two. And then two is just dull. So I've already checked out. And then episode three is just a run around. And then Troughton's not in four. So you have five and six, which I like, but it's just too little too late. And that's my problem with it. Um, now, hmm. that said, I think that one and two do a bunch of interesting things. The reason I mention uh, the fact that Apollo 11 lands in July of this year, and this is airing in February, more or less, is that uh, the space race is in its full swing when this is airing. This is, this is a clearly a story that's designed to market around that idea. But, the prob- but what's interesting is that Hales takes a very cynical view where he says, we're going to get to the moon and that's going to be it for space travel. And then space travel is going to be boring and no one's going to care. <laughs> and that's exactly what happens in the story. And that's exactly what happened in real life. And I am fascinated by that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's a really wonderful science fiction thing that they did. Very prophetic mm-hmm. um, and very... I love the apathy where everyone's just like, why would you want a rocket? And it's like, because you don't have a failsafe for if TMAT goes down, which it does. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, no, I I, I, I I agree mostly with that. I, mean, I, I don't know. I really like uh, episode one and I was never bored because I really liked all of the characters that I was meeting and I liked the world that we were setting up and I don't know I was really interested in what was going on I mostly agree with you with episode two like or at least I see your point but I don't know I could watch I could watch Jamie in a situation he has no business being in nonstop. Like, <laughs> there's just something so awesome about Jamie in a kilt, in a rocket ship, having no idea what's going on, and being terrified. <laughs> like, I love that. Like, to the point where when the monsters finally show up, like, Jamie is almost relieved because he's like, oh, okay, now something I can do. <laughs> and I just I don't know I kind of love that uh, and uh, I I just I really love this era um, I, I I don't think there are a few companions better than Jamie and Zoe in my opinion uh, as yes. a as a match for uh, their doctor like they're so good 
Yes. Um, I, I love how they interact. I love how they interact with the doctor. Like, I just, I love that they are antithesis of each other. Um, one is a smart woman from the future and one is a pretty dumb, (laughs) brawny male from the past. Like, that's perfect. I love that. Yes. Yeah. It's one of those things where it makes me long for, um, uh, for like different things in New Who. And it's like, that's why I was kind of not, I don't, I hate to say I was disappointed in the snowmen, even because I'm trying to be positive about it. Um, but why I was kind of disappointed that spoilers for the snowmen, because if you're listening to this, you might not have seen it. Um, that's a lie. You've totally seen it. Uh, (laughs) they kill Clara in that story because I was really looking forward to like a past companion, Mm -hmm. something who isn't just modern, England, um, right? And, well, and it's but, not that but I don't... Matt, but Matt, how would they make the pop culture references if she wasn't from modern day? Come on, uh, they could just make a whole lot of Dickens jokes, which I would like. Um... <laughs> we would be the only ones who would love that. I say, um... I say, dear chap, that madrigal is a good thing. Like... <laughs> uh, uh... That, that makes me laugh. That that makes me that makes me laugh. Um, but I mean, I that's why I like the Trotten era because it does go for a a, a high concept companion and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, which is really kind of nice. Um, and it's something that I think New Who should do because it's a wasted opportunity not to. You have all the time and space. Pluck someone from somewhere different. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I think they're afraid of losing their audience for some reason. If they did Sh- that, sure, they're afraid but of I like mean... breaking the formula that's been working for them so far. Uh, is what it seems like. I don't know. It's it's weird. Um, sure. No, and I and I agree. I think that they're not wrong. I see why they're doing it. It's just like one of those things where it's like you know that the show's gonna survive, right? Like it's gonna do okay. Yeah. It's doing just fine. People can handle your if people can handle your crazy river song theories. Uh, I'm pretty sure they can handle an out out of out of out of time companion or a high concept companion. Yeah. Um, that isn't based on future blah 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 um you know like just something where it's just like oh that's totally mythic um which is kind of how i think of all of trout's companions who aren't ben and polly really i mean victoria is a is a victorian orphan um uh, that's really that's very that to me is high concept um it's it's mythic it feels like we're dealing with legendary stuff which is really cool Mm mm-hmm um, so, uh, 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 I, I guess let's talk about, um, the ice warriors themselves, uh, and how every time I watch the ice warriors, I really just want them to stop hissing. Uh, well, they just sound like, they sound like obscene phone callers. <laughs> like, that's what they sound like. Like, I keep just waiting for them to just be like, what are you wearing? <laughs> uh, that's... I just it because the and then and then when like in those moments every once in a while the sound mixing is way off and the ice warriors are just suddenly hyperventilating really loudly yeah yeah to the point where they're drowning out other dialogue yeah um and it's uh terrifying and uh not and I don't mean terrifying in a good way like is it gonna I be mean, okay. Like, are you doing? Is that is that suit too yeah. hot for you, man? Do you want to like? Do you want to get out of the suit? Is that okay? Yeah, <laughs> I know. Oh man, asthma attack! Asthma attack! Is that God, why get, you guys are get him his inhaler? Get him his inhaler! 
It's okay, man. We're gonna we're coming for you. We're gonna we're gonna get you. It's gonna we're gonna get you through this, man. It's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. Has he taken it today? You Does can't anyone take it have a, a paper bag? <laughs> um, yeah. Every time I watch the Ice Warriors, and and I mean, Big Finish does a lot with them too, and Big Finish doesn't change the voice, and that really kind of irks me because it's one of those things where I just want them to. It it wouldn't bother me so much if they spoke a little faster. Because it just feels like everything is grinding to a screeching halt um, when they when they show up. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it really makes me. I guess I sh- I shouldn't spoil it. But it really makes me curious how they would do an Ice Warriors return if they were to bring back the Ice Warriors at some point. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because I'm wondering. I'm wondering if. I mean, if they did, if they were going to bring them back, the design on the Ice Warrior would probably have to be updated in some sleek, modern way. But I'm wondering how the voice is going to come about. Um, and it's just, I mean, it's, it's it's interesting to me. I'm curious to see how they would do that. Um, <laughs> uh, 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 but uh, one of the things that I do like, and I, I wonder if um, they would do if they brought the Ice Warriors back, would be if they... Um, if they keep the same uh, Ice Warrior gun effect, because I love the gun effect, um, it's very simple to do, but it is also kind of horrific. Um, like, I just see that, and you're just like, ooh, that must hurt, like, <laughs> in a crazy way. Because they kept the Dalek effect, and I'm wondering if they keep the, the Ice Warrior effect, you know? Yeah, I don't know. If the, if they uh, were to bring back the be- Ice Warriors... Well, the problem would be that it's a POV effect, so it's actually a little a little closer to the Silurians, I think. Sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I guess they did call that back, didn't they? They did, yes. Yeah, yeah, so maybe they will. Maybe. Maybe. If they did bring the Ice Warriors back. Uh, yeah. It would really depend on who was writing that episode, if that ever happened. Yeah. And... <laughs> Whether or not they're extremely mediocre and and don't have many uh, original thoughts of their own. Yeah, if they could do um, something new instead of just building off of nostalgia, that'd be, you know, really and really mm-hmm. helpful. But if they were theoretically the kind of writer that would just build off of nostalgia, I, I, I'm assuming if that were to be the case, they would probably look and sound exactly like they do here. Yeah, which would make me less than excited for an an Ice Warrior story. If, if that, that were if, to be, if happening. that were something that would be happening in the future, um, uh, but I, I will say that I do kind of like their plan. It's kind of madcap insane in the way that War of the Worlds is madcap insane because these seed pods that they have, like uh, they create a fungus foam that is slowly terraforming the Earth so that the Ice Warriors can take over the Earth. Um, but. In order to do that, they have to stop rain from happening because the fungus is allergic to water. And my question is, guys, Earth is 75% water. Like, <laughs> like it's that's not a small number, and you should really reconsider invading using this specific technology. Um, because- I also feel like, come on, guys, there's got to be other planets. <laughs> like, ones that wouldn't put up a fight. Yeah, yeah. Call me crazy. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. Uh, you're also taking a really big risk on them having to develop uh, weather uh, control technology, which I love. Um, but, you know, you're really assuming that they have that. Uh, <laughs> and I don't, know if, I don't know if that's a great guess. Um, that said, 
if if uh if that if that fungus means that we're going to get the BBC buying like ten bubble machines, I'm in for it. Um, and if it means that we get Patrick Troughton flopping around the bubbles, then uh, by all means, I swear, is have a stupid plan. By all means, because yeah. it's it's so good. It is so good. <laughs> oh, I love that. It's so awesome. Much. It's awesome. It's the thing. It's the best part of this story. Um. Oh, yeah. hands down. I remember you showed me that scene. <laughs> uh, uh, I think when you were watching it for the mm-hmm. blog, you were like, you got to see this. And then you sent me the YouTube. <laughs> so when it came up, I was like, oh, I'm finally yeah. watching this. And it was easily okay. the best part. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> so great. Um, and then uh, let me see. What was the the only other note that I had? Well, I have two more. Uh, one, the doctor really doesn't like Ice Wars apparently because he uh, he just kind of kills all of them, which <laughs> interesting choice. Um, <laughs> and and interesting. Like I was, I was like, I, every time I watch this, I'm just like, man, you are just a ruthless killer in this. Yeah, he kills them all, and then he's just like, all right, guys, we got to get out of here. Let's go, let's go. But we could no go go. <laughs> Like, that's, don't look back. Go. Yeah. That Nobody is, can know we were here. Yeah, that's every Trouton story, too. It's just like, it's just like, he just goes, he's just like, he's just like, well, my work here is done. It's like, dude, there's so much cleanup to do. And that he's just like, yeah, I really like making messes. And you're just like, you probably should grow up or something, because that's not a healthy attitude. <laughs> Also, he throws. Well, he gets entire- grounded, so yeah. it fits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he gets grounded. That's good. I like that. I yeah. like that. Um, he's like a he's like a naughty child who gets grounded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and, and Pertwee is the uh, grounded years. Yeah, and he's forced to deal with making messes and cleaning them up because because mm-hmm. like, he has no choice. He can't right. sneak away. Right, and then and then he gets to sneak away later and not learn anything. Um. <laughs> So my other final bit about that I want to talk about, and very briefly because I don't have a lot to say about it, but um, uh, uh, the more I look at it, the more I'm really impressed at Michael Ferguson's direction. Um, I think that he does some really gorgeous stuff in here, um, and in particular, there's this wall in the in the in the lunar colony that just brightens and, and dims intermittently, and he does a lot with shadows and, and light in there that was really gorgeous, um, and wonderfully iconic and beautiful um and it, you know it's got a good it's got some good paces and in, 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 in good parts but i love michael ferguson um uh he's ambassadors is his best story between but between this and like war machines like he's he's really got he's really got a good eye and stuff um which i really like mm-hmm. <laughs> no I, I agree i agree i love the really long shot of the of the ice warrior coming up over the hill yeah. Oh, it's so silhouette. It's so great. beautiful. So iconic. Yeah. It's just like that's what I want from an ice warrior story. Absolutely. Just... In fact, I honestly, I think the design of the ice warriors in this story is really really great. Um, um it works it works better in black and white, I'll say that. Ice well, warriors. I just mean like I I don't know, man. Like seeing them on screen when they show up, it feels like what I get when I look at the Daleks, like it feels very iconic to me. Mm. Um, whereas the Cybermen, because their design changes every time in the series, like 
pretty much every single time they show up, uh, which makes sense for them uh, and their characters that, you know, constantly upgrading. That makes sense. Uh, But because of that, like, they don't feel as iconic when they show up for me. Mm -hmm. Um, They're like more iconic in theory than in a visual sense. Right. Uh, But but I don't know, man. Uh, This works for me. Sure. Like, whenever I see them on screen, I'm like, I just, you know, I get that, that like, that, that just that little tingle of like, oh, that's uh, that. This is a big Doctor Who thing I'm watching right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I get that, but I, I, I'm mostly disappointed with the with Ice Warriors design because when I first heard the Ice Warriors that they were a thing, they were lizard invaders from Mars. I remember my brain just went crazy with that idea. And um, uh, when I got to uh, – how's the, how's the phrase? When I got to actually watching them, I was like, ooh, that's not kind of what I wanted because um, <laughs> um, I, want, I want like armor. I want like a sleeker design whereas they're just kind of bulky and they kind of flop around and stuff and it's not, not quite for me. Um, but I get, mm-hmm. I, get, I get the iconicness of it. Um, it does kind of work as it is. Uh-uh. I do. I do like their leader. Uh, I w- I hope that if they were to ever uh, uh, bring back the Ice Warriors and they had a leader character involved, uh, it would be really great if they cast Wallace Shawn because that's what I thought of every time he showed up on screen. <laughs> I just wanted him to say <laughs> inconceivable funny. so bad because <laughs> he's like. He's thinner and shorter than all the other Ice Warriors, but he's the leader. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just wanted him to say inconceivable just one time. Inconceivable. Uh, yes. Oh, my God. Tell me that wouldn't be the greatest thing ever. I would I would have lost my brain. I would be, like, be like, okay, second best part of the story. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. I, I also would like to point out that if the Ice Warriors were ever to return ever um, – uh, I don't. I don't think that's actually going. They would be in an episode. I I'd like. I think that they because the because the, the ice those are actually called ice lords, um, which is oh. dumb. Um, but it is dumb. But the ice lords were created for this story because there are no ice lords in the ice warriors. But the ice lords will do reappear in Curse of Peladin and Monster of Peladin. Um, but if Doctor Who, the new Who, were ever to bring them back, uh, I have it on good authority that they probably wouldn't bring in the Ice War Ice Lords. Um, that they would do, do something slightly different with the Ice Warriors. Um, mm. Yeah, well, that's unfortunate. Wallace Shawn uh, remains unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, happens unfortunately. But, well, but that's uh, that seeds of death. And uh, that's that's all we got uh, for this week. Uh, but before we move on, I want to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by DCBService.com. DCBS, the site that lets you order, or I'm sorry, pre-order all of your monthly comic book statues, action figures, t-shirts, memorabilia, anything you get from a local comic book shop, uh, you can pre-order uh, two to three months in advance from DCBService.com. Uh, when you do that, you can get monthly discount specials, sometimes up to 75% off, and then regular discounts of 40% off. You know, just 40% off, that's all. Uh, ship as often as you like, with orders as large or small as you like. You only pay six ninety five in flat rate shipping. Uh, not bad, not bad. Thanks to DCBService.com. Uh, next week, uh, the return of, uh, New Who, with Matt Smith and the Bells of St. John's. 
Um, looking forward to the return and uh, the introduction of a new companion, sort of, and all of that stuff. Um, yes, and I've been hearing I've been hearing generally good things about the premiere, so uh, I'm looking forward. Yeah, to we it. also heard a lot of good things about uh, Angels Take Manhattan and Asylum of the Daleks. So take for that what you will. Did um, we? I. Yeah, we we did. Asylum oh. of the Daleks was like people were like, "Oh my god, this is going to be the thing." And to be fair, we were very kind to Asylum of the Daleks when it first mm-hmm. came out. Uh, and I I don't think that we would do the same thing if it came if we actually came back around to it now. Mm. Um, but I mean, let it let it be known, and let me say it right here that I am terribly excited for it to come back, as I'm always excited for it to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am I'm going to it. With bounding optimism and ready to be just beaten over again. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean, we've got we've got uh, a new writer. Uh, this 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 uh, I, 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 season. I don't know. Whatever. Half a season. In this block block. There you go. Perfect. In this block of episodes, we have a new writer. We've got the return of Neil Gaiman. We've got uh, uh, Stephen Thompson. Who is a writer that we hated on Doctor Who previously when he did uh, uh, Curse of the Black Spot, which is a terrible episode. But this is Stephen Thompson fresh off of his uh, his Sherlock episode, which is uh, inarguably the greatest episode of that show. Um, Yeah, so... Looking forward to it, honestly. I I am I am highly looking forward to giving him another shot, mm-hmm. um, and that's the one that's going to be when we are. Um, that's going to be around when we're when we're hanging out. So it's going to be great. Oh yeah, um, yeah. We're gonna be uh, we're gonna be in Chicago. I guess we should talk about that maybe at some listen. point. We might. Well, point. we might have different listeners here, um, oh. but yeah, we will be in Chicago soon. We'll talk about that in a future episode. Um, sure. Also, sure. next week, are we going to do uh, the third Doctor ebook? We can absolutely do the third Doctor ebook, which okay. I forget what it's called. It's like the Spear of Destiny or something. Yeah, no, I think you're exactly right. I think that's what it is. Am I? Oh, um, badass. Yeah, it comes out in like three days from this recording. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll do we'll do that next time as well. Awesome. So, awesome. so look for that. Um, in the meantime, however. Uh, you can uh, find us on Twitter. I'm twitter.com slash Scott Corelli. Also, twitter.com slash Scott Commentary, where I live tweet things uh, from time to time. Uh, also, check out our other, our other shows, The Mind Robbers versus Batman the Animated Series, and uh, The Mind Robbers, our flagship podcast. Uh, all of those things. Uh, we're on a very strict schedule lately. It's nice. I like yes. it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really welcome. Yeah, uh, breaking breaking out breaking out that supernatural yeah. really helped. We've been we've really been on time. It's uh, it's nice. Uh, yeah. I feel so responsible. Yeah, I feel I feel like we actually are um you know not just playing around, which is great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where can people find you? Find me on Twitter, twitter.com slash Gungadan. Also, my alternate Twitter account, twitter.com slash GD Commentary, where I live tweet things like Smash. Um, for as long as they keep giving me episodes uh, and then maybe when it eventually gets cancelled because it won't even do well enough on Saturday nights um, I will uh, I will I will eventually watch it when it hits Netflix because God knows they're going to need to make all the money that they possibly can get back back so 
because <laughs> that is that is not a cheap show. Uh, so you can follow me there. Also, if you want to see my thoughts on Seeds of Death, uh, I believe it was my entry, and it's on classicalgallifrey.blogspot.com, which is where you can find all sorts of good stuff. Just go to the just go to the website. There's an index, um, which I was looking at the numbers because every so often I go back and check the numbers, and that index is responsible for so much blog traffic. Like, apparently, I really needed that thing, so. <laughs> it's it's nice. Uh and yes, it was my entry, um which is where I have all my deep thoughts on on the uh the thing. Oh, that's the other thing about this that was really beautiful. I love the countdown clock on the woman's face. It was awesome. Um oh, uh, yeah. You know, such a beautiful, well-done thing right over her eye. It was really oh, kind of nice. That was really great. Yeah. Nice. nice. Yeah. Uh so so yeah, uh next week uh, the bells of St. John's and the return of New Who. Uh also the third doctor ebook uh, and then uh and then on the other side of New Who when we come back, we'll be back with the Robots of Death. Um which is a v- classic fourth doctor story. So. so classic. Yeah. Uh so lots of stuff to look forward to and uh we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.